The TNT Shop has great gift ideas for your furry family member at tntradio.live. Joseph Arthur and his Technicolor Dreamcast on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Festivals, am I right? Hippies doing drugs, dancing around in rainy fields, drinking bad beer, hanging out, reaching for something ethereal and eternal, reaching for magic. Why do we go to music festivals? I guess all kinds of reasons. Um, But my next guest made one with a very big ambition uh, to promote freedom, jam for freedom. Campbell McLaughlin is a London-based drummer and percussionist with over 12 years of experience. He is the founder and event organizer of Jam for Freedom, an international music project that aims to bring musicians from around the world together in a day of solidarity. We played it this year it was uh an interesting event it was uh um you know it had its calamities for sure but he's here to talk about it and we're going to break it down and hear what the plans are for the future of jam for freedom campbell welcome to the show how are you i'm great i'm great i'm a dad enjoying dad life family <laughs> life and um i, I get that as soon as you're a dad that's like number one in your in your in your uh you know in your order of things that you're doing it's constant isn't it your your baby's how old now um about five months she she was born um a few weeks before our our music festival so we had a lot of um a lot of baby juggling to do and it was it was it was it was a interesting experience but lovely she's amazing and you know, I think that's what life is about. It's about the children and taking care of them and helping to take care of this world so that they can experience a, a nice a nice world. And I think that's that's opened my eyes more to that. Well, even before your eyes were opened by fatherhood, you were already being a little bit of a revolutionary. The origins of Jam for Freedom are really interesting um you started just you know doing the street singing and street playing on on drums and getting musicians to come join you that's the inception of the festival right yeah yeah so i was just i moved to london and when i was like 23 i started playing as a street musician i was really enjoying it um i'd I'd done tours and you know i'd done like gigs and stuff before but i always wanted to play on the streets i always wanted to be a good busker and make good money and London is the best the best place to do that, probably in maybe in Europe at least. And I was, you know, I worked the crowds, I learned how to play. I had a suitcase drum kit, so everything went in my suitcase. The suitcase was the bass drum. Um, I was talking to the talking to the audience at the same time. I had a playlist, I did like a mix that I'd made myself. I knew what were the favorite songs, and you know, I would remix them on the spot and talk to the crowds. So I was loving it. And then, and then the lockdowns happened, and I was like, "What's what's going on here?" So, I took a couple of months to kind of work out what was going, and did my research. And then I decided that you know this is totally wrong; these lockdowns have to stop. So I started in 2020 in the summer. I started bringing shows to parks, and it was called the Outside Jam. And we got we did 22 gigs in a couple of months, um, and we just. Uh, we just kept going we just we just kept we just kept doing the gigs and then the lockdowns kept happening so then i changed the name to jam for freedom with a bit of a more like a 
a stronger name because I felt at that point, you know, this is about freedom now. This is this is a, a really serious what what's going on. It's really nefarious. And then it then my idea was let's get all the musicians to come out for one day, sing some songs of freedom and just just spread the ideas and and spread the knowledge of why the lockdowns were bad. This was just at the end of 2020 and then it just it just got bigger and bigger. Then Eric Clapton got involved and then Van Morrison and then all of a sudden we had chapters across the world that were inspired. I mean, I think you had Rob My Job on your show the other day who was saying how we we inspired him to write an album for the first time and we've we've inspired bands to get together and, you know, people told me that our projects change their lives. I mean, it's just, I'm just a street musician. I'm from the streets of London and I just wanted to keep playing the drums. So that that's that's how it started. And Clapton even donated a van for you to tour in, right? Yeah, yeah. So we, um, you know, I, I was just, I put all my savings into this, which were just over a grand to start this project, you know, buy all the equipment and pay for all the taxis and the trains. And then it was like, you know, in early 2021, it was like, I want to tour across the whole of the UK now. I don't care what they say, but we need we need a vehicle so we got um a motorhome funded just just for renting it for a few weeks but then the owner found out what we were doing and then i got arrested and then he was like give it back and there was all this crap so then i had to get someone to buy us a cheap vehicle literally just like 500 pounds citroen picasso it's like a people carrier with like the you know big boot and we put all the seats down and I had a mini drum kit and we would just tour around in that but then I had a little crash with that and then that was then written <laughs> off just into a lamppost um <laughs> you took, and then, were you texting what were you doing no i wasn't texting I had, come on you I, had were a texting. I had a stress i had a really stressful day and um <laughs> of course you did I, I i wasn't a super experienced driver and i just kind of was going a little bit too fast so but right. then i texted eric and i was like hey eric you know, we don't have a vehicle anymore. Can you help? And he said, let me see what I can do. And then the next day he let us borrow his um, his family's VW Transporter, which is like the ultimate touring van for a small band. I was just like, what is going on? I went to, I went to a studio, met him. And he was, he said, um, he said that we'd inspired him to make music. And he showed me that he said, oh, this is a solo that we've done on, on, on this song called, um rebels and he said I, I played this watching you guys on youtube and I was like, what the hell i'm just i've got i'm you know my surname is mclaughlin but i'm not related to john mclaughlin i'm nothing you know i'm just a street musician you know, I'm not, I'm a, i don't know how I've, I'm, I'm just a drummer from the streets of london but but then eventually he needed the van back and then he went can i just get you a little van it wasn't that much money but we um we managed to get something that, that we're still using to this day touring around and even yesterday <laughs> we went to a private show that clapton did um in support of a palestinian medical charity um danny harrison was there in london oh man it was it was amazing and i drove that same vehicle to watch him play and it's just this amazing feedback loop of of all these musicians that you know, I've inspired them, they've inspired me, then it just goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And it's just building and, and it's, you know, helping real creativity grow. And 
and and that's just my mission with Jam for Freedom. And then we did the festival this year, which was a, an international celebration with close to a thousand guests from all over the world. That just was totally organic, and we barely did any marketing. And it was just, yeah, it, there were some ups and downs, but on the whole, it was an amazing experience. You know, for for everyone that that was uh, able to uh, deal with a couple of um, you know rescheduling of of things and issues, but great time loved it so thank you for coming as well it was my pleasure man it was wild there was definitely you know it was a baby festival i mean uh, and i want to get to clapton and palestine too because that's interesting but quickly on jam for freedom because you know it's one thing i mean it's so it's such an interesting origin story you just doing some busking on the street being a street drummer which in and of itself is kind of unusual usually it's a guy with a guitar or something or mm -hmm. you know for a drummer to be out there solo busking i mean i guess i've seen it as well but um still that's a little unusual and you know for it to build into this festival that you actually pulled off and and i mean Talk about that experience, because, you know, when when the festival was going off, there was one stage that got shut down. It, you know, there, it was a calamity of errors, too. I mean, it you know, so talked about how you, you know, had the skill set to deal with all kinds of people coming at you and screaming at you and one wanting things from you. I mean, how did you cope with that? Yeah, I mean, well, most of the time it was you know things were things I, I felt pretty calm most of the festival you know because I was just so amazed that we pulled it off and I was just like this is amazing this is happening this is real you know because you know I was just like I can't believe we've come from that to this and so you know I mean the staging company we hired we've take, taken them to court and we won but we haven't been paid any money so we have to work out how we can get a refund because they were basically they basically scammed us and they scammed some other people after so that that obviously caused domino effects on the schedule on you know other stuff that that was needed to be done and we had to build a new stage which worked you know we built two new stages that we weren't expecting to even use for for live music at all and we did it and that shows you know that we've got a great squad behind us um so yeah, I think um it was just a big learning curve and and um and you know we've we visited a site today, a brand new site, a gorgeous, stunning site in the countryside with ah, beautiful buildings, with accommodation, with an amphitheater that's built into the into the into the field um it's it's just absolutely stunning i can't say too much but we are we are you know close to announcing something something big with that um and of course we'd love to have you back joseph for that one so i would love to come back uh, you know and not only did you have musicians and performers and and sort of like freedom loving revolutionaries you had speakers and, and broadcasters and uh bob moran the artist was there pat uh, PNT's own Patrick Henningsen was there doing talks. Um, how did you get those people to come and were you surprised at how many people wanted to participate? Yeah, well, I mean, we we could have 
probably had double the amount of guests. I mean, there's so many people that I that I wanted to bring along and that, and that requested to come along. Um, because the demand is just, you know, they, people just saw, you know, this is a great, a great idea and a great collective of people, you know, and I was so honoured that Bob Moran came and, and painted live and, you know, got to connect with people and um, Patrick Henningsen was a fantastic host. And I mean, we had comedians, we had DJs at the end, we had workshops every morning, we had yoga by the beach, we had, we had a beach, <laughs> I mean, it was a lake, Um there was just so many great practitioners and and just so many lovely souls that just made it, I mean, beautiful. I mean, I've got, you know, so much positive feedback from it. And I just, you know, I'm just, I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop building something. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, it was, it was fun really on the whole. <laughs> so what's building it look like now? Look, I mean, you, you just said you looked at a new space to go to a new location. I mean, are you constantly reaching out to new performers? Um, and how much has your revolutionary spirit been bolstered by doing this up to this point? Yeah, we've um we we've we've got a lot of this the same artists coming back next year we we hope um we assume um and we've got brand new artists as well um that are that are interested in in coming along that have been doing some amazing revolutionary stuff recently um I think that you know my aim with Jam for Freedom when I when I started it was to help build an alternative economy that was outside of the mainstream. You know, I, I wanted to end lockdowns because I wanted to keep small businesses open and um, I wanted to keep, um, you know, that rebel spirit alive because I think that's super important in England and across the world to, you know, do things that the government doesn't tell you because that's basically always the right thing to do. Um, so, you know, it's just... It's just you know we're keeping going. I mean, we organised the gig in in Dublin a few nights ago with Siobhan O'Brien, the Irish singer, and and uh, Alan and Kieran from um, Jam for Freedom Dublin, um, and we just opened up a new chapter in New Zealand, um, which is being run by Randall Richards. So they're they're planning some some events under the Jam for Freedom banner, and it's you know it's a it's a it's an attractive thing, and it, we've got to keep keep rebelling, doing it for the children. And having a great time and what's the temperature like in the uk regarding the vaccines I, I don't know how on top of it you are but like steve kirsch who's coming on later um had a big you know, data drop bombshell from new zealand you know showing mm. that the jabs are actually killing people it's something i think a lot of us already know uh but the data shows it um unequivocally but um have you been paying attention to the jabs and the sort of temperature on the street in the UK in terms of people and what they feel about uh, the tyranny that they've, you know, had to endure? Yeah, I think that it's now become mainstream to, for people to know that lockdowns didn't work and that they were bad and to know that the jabs didn't do anything and they weren't effective. I think that that's now a majority opinion. Um and i think yeah people are probably aware that it's it's harmed them or it, it could harm them and they're scared and and even if they know that they're not always going to tell you that 
because they might be scared or embarrassed um and that's just the way society is humans you know we we've we sometimes follow trends that are really bad and we've all done it um unfortunately with medical procedures is that it's you know that is quite a serious thing you know that's like can change your life you know and so it, it is really horrible but that's that's why we set up jam for freedom and we didn't even know about the i didn't even really know about the vaccine stuff um but when we when we understood that we you know we we would we adapted all of our all of our flyers to be more than anti-lockdown to but to be pro medical choice and to talk about the dangers of of the the injection so we handed out thousands and thousands of leaflets with pure information with you know with uh all all with uh the sources at the bottom you know legitimate sources you know real sources and we we handed them out all across the uk and all across ireland and we had you know all kinds of paraphernalia that we were handing out so we were saving people from from taking these injections and you know we, there's only so much you can do because some people they they see the symbol of like the nhs or they see the symbol of uh, like the CDC or whatever they, these symbols they see, and it just verifies to them, this is legit. This is the one I got to do. And you know what humans are like. We see the crown symbols, we see the, you know, the flags, and we think, oh, that's a that's a good thing because it's got these symbols on it. You know, it's amazing, isn't it? It's like, you know, the Roman Empire just putting their eagle on things, and then oh, that's civilization, isn't it? You know, <laughs> is it really civilized? So. There's only so much we can do, but we can keep going. I mean, there was a photographer that came to our festival and she was vaccine damaged. And she said, can I come to take photography for you? Because I really agree with this all because I now know what I did was was bad for me. So we are helping to bring, I mean, that that's what it's all about inclusion. Like you always say, Joseph, we've got to forgive. We've got to lead with love. We can't lead with hate and shout at people in the streets and, and shout at police. And all of these things are so negative, not just for the people, but for us deep down. It's so harmful. So for me, I'm just, just trying to always keep it relaxed and have a platform that people can just jump on, whoever they are, whatever they believe you know we set this up as well to promote freedom of speech and to not cancel our musicians because i got cancelled for what i was doing <laughs> you know when i set jam for freedom up it was like none of my contacts wanted to chat to me so i'm against that as well forgiveness is huge man Ho'oponopono. i love you i'm sorry please forgive me thank you that's the hawaiian mantra of forgiveness and self accountability and responsibility hold uh, taking responsibility for everything in your field of consciousness so if people have let you down you say i love you i'm sorry please forgive me and thank you because on some level you created that event that's the sort of philosophy behind it so it fully empowers you and so i think it's uh, it's something i practice all the time and and you know because the world will keep betraying you the world will keep letting you down and you'll you know be buried in that betrayal unless you let it go as you keep moving through life. But you're talking about, um, you know, the majority opinion is that the jabs, uh, were, you know, didn't work in the least and, and you know, were deadly uh, as well, many, many believe. So that begs the question, where's the motivation for 
jamming for freedom in the future i mean obviously this battle continues um but it does seem like there's a break in the matrix you know it does seem like alternative information is getting out there i mean now they're talking about letting alex jones back on twitter or x and you know he he does this sort of uh you know real rational interview with tucker carlson and mm -hmm. and all of a sudden he's being championed as kind of a modern day folk hero again um or maybe for the first time it seems like his you know the ties are turning for the alternative information and then you also just brought up clapton doing a song for palestine because that's sort of the, the new um divisive issue is israel palestine and um you know people who obviously see the devastation in gaza and call for a ceasefire that they don't want to see children die and then they get called anti-semitic for that i mean are you surprised clapton is is putting his foot his toe into those sort of uh waters again those uh divisive waters it's funny that he's doing it you know i i was kind of surprised because it felt like he was sort of like when he relayed his experience of the vaccine injury and got called a racist and all this stuff he kind of um you know he didn't back away totally but he didn't he didn't keep doubling down he uh you know so mm. i'm i'm surprised to see him sort of still do stuff that could get him canceled and, and what's your take on what's going on with israel palestine and do you think that in the future for jam for freedom there'll be like people singing about ceasing fire and whatnot i got a song called cease fire now if i come to jam mm. for freedom maybe i'll do that i love but that what do you think I... is, is it is it going to change shapes i guess is the question is jam for freedom going to be about more than just uh covid tyranny yeah and i love your song cease fire now i mean it's just a gorgeous song man and um thanks yeah i mean well th at that concert we went to I think it was last night yeah sorry it's, yeah it was last night it was just such a such, such a busy busy day um danny harrison came on stage and they sung i think are you kidding yeah danny danny was there brother dude this is what I, i'm saying i'm texting with danny now because uh i'm trying to get danny on this show he's he's talking about maybe coming on I, he sent me his new album you know me and him were in a band together man fistful yes. of mercy he's my home I, I can't but i know i'm gonna homie. text him I'm going to text him after this and be like, you met Campbell? That's crazy. I didn't meet him, but he, he was on stage. Oh. And uh, oh, I mean, okay. I've met him before um, briefly. Um, but but yeah, I would. I was going to drop Danny an email because um, this is this is what I'm trying to set. This is what I'm trying to do, because when I set Jam for Freedom up, it was like it was so outrageous but then it's become more acceptable yeah. like my mom and my parents were like what are you doing and then they're like we love it and we're helping <laughs> we at the festival it. and now I, yeah. and now i want to go further and i want to be like hey you know great other musicians that believe in peace come and join us because we also believe in peace and then we go further right. and then all of a sudden we we can change we are already changing the culture but we can change the culture even more positive we can create less wars less people fighting in pointless wars you know all these these dudes going in the army and the navy i get it you want to it's a you know it must be good for you in certain ways to have all that routine and stuff i totally get that but do it in a let's do it differently we don't you don't need to fight these wars you know fight for your community 
build something, take care of your family in that in that kind of way. You don't need to go and fight in thousands of miles away. So we're changing the culture. So please say hi to Danny for me. He might remember me. Dude, I'm so happy to hear he was at that event. I mean, I love that I? guy. I love and, that guy. And, He's and awesome. He, uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, and it's it's just, I do, you know what, I do feel like there is many many more of the main of you know and not calling danny mainstream musicians but there are more people in the traditional music business who are becoming amendable to this fight for freedom now they are ready to stand up for it and you know what i'm happy about that because you know in what world is it sort of weird to question big pharma we're supposed to be doing that in what world yeah. is it weird for musicians to be calling for peace on earth we're supposed to be doing that yes. um you know that does not if you're questioning big pharma it doesn't make you a science denier and a grandma killer just like if you're calling for peace it does not make you hate you know anti-semitic and hating jewish people that's ridiculous i love jewish people lou reed yeah. bob dylan leonard cohen david lee roth they're all jews they're the best rock stars in the world <laughs> you know like I, you know i got yeah zero exactly i'm the, i'm the same people. like my you know oh, like, I'm totally they're my the heroes it's like but i definitely mm. see what's going on in gaza and the kids dying and it's like that has to stop that's wrong i don't care you deal with hamas a different way and not to go down that that rabbit hole but it's really heartening to hear that danny was jamming with clapton like that that's awesome to hear and and it makes sense because his dad did you know so that's exactly what see this is this is what i'm trying to say is that you know me i started as a street street drummer just trying to end lockdowns it got bigger and bigger and bigger and now i'm you know went to see clapton play i've never seen him perform before and danny harrison is there and i'm like you know, Clapton supported us and he's featured us, featured our banner in his video and he's pushed us and he's been amazing for us. Amazing, amazing guy. Such a gent, lovely family, lovely guy. But in the end to see Danny, he's someone I was actually going to reach out to and say, Danny, could you come next year and just help us push a bit more out to the mainstream? And that just helps everyone. It helps It helps everyone's CD sales. It helps everyone ticket sales. It helps us because, I mean, freedom you know, was for the anti-lockdowns and then it was for anti the, you know, the forced injections. Because, you know, if you want to take whatever, I'm cool with that, but just don't force it on the people, right? And now we're all again, we're all for peace. You know, who doesn't want peace? We want peace well, worldwide. We children. all want peace. However, however, it you get called anti-Semitic. Yeah. That's the thing. And and it will take people not, not caring what they get called by certain people. It'll take people being able to endure social shame. That's what you have to sort of get used to. It's like, I liken it to jumping into a cold, like a cold pool. You know, when you first start speaking out, it's a lot like jumping into a freezing cold pool and it sucks at first, but you get used to the water and you're just like, okay, whatever. <laughs> it's not warm. Yeah, I mean, and comfy but it i can swim in this and it's not gonna kill me you know yeah i know well i mean i mean with our festival next year we're, we'll be donating some profits to um charities that help children in war and children in poverty 
um in the uk as well so i mean yeah we, we might not be able to start stop the world wars there's probably always going to be a war unfortunately but the best thing we can do at least is to make sure that there's supplies and there's safety for the children and that they're always protected and, and never go hungry and they've got medical treatment for them that is the least we can do and that's 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 where we're now moving with our project is to is to put that put that into it as well and that's what clapton's doing as well so it's like this feedback loop of like you know how we can help change the world and have have a good time and inspire people at the same time and that's was amazing to see danny and, and clapton and his incredible band i mean they're like the best musicians probably in the world i mean nathan east on bass and you know these guys are just crazy just you could you could listen you know I, I was listening to every musician just one song i'm watching the drama one song i'm watching nathan on on, on bass it's just everyone is just phenomenal so that is just so inspired me yesterday i've made made a couple of songs today and yesterday in the drive back you know i just oh i just love it and you've done amazing as well you've inspired me man let's keep fighting for it man that's it and and maybe i'll you know i'll try to i have a band with danny harrison and ben harper called fistful of mercy we put out one record that would be so great for us to like recombine forces and come play jam for freedom that would be i legendary. want it i've dreamed of that joseph i've dreamed <laughs> yeah of it. keep you dreaming of it man let's manifest it let me take it, a jam for freedom break. was a dream <laughs> yeah let me just take a quick break and we'll be right back after these words on tnt TNT Radio's Steve Malzberg. 13 Israeli hostages released uh, as part of that ceasefire deal uh, 49 days after they were taken hostage. 49 days. So that still leaves about 225 to 227 more hostages. Uh, I'm with John Bolton, the former national security advisor to Donald Trump. I'm with Britt Hume of, uh, of Fox News. I'm with a bunch of other people who say this gives Hamas too much time to do whatever they want to do, to do whatever they need to do, to regroup, to rearm, to re-strategize. And as much as you want the hostages back, it can't be at the expense of the other part of the mission, which is to destroy Hamas. So I think it's a mistake. Steve Malzberg on TNT Radio. While serving in Afghanistan, I was hit by sniper fire. The fighting was so intense, the medevac chopper was barely able to land. In the hospital, I was given a 5% chance to live. It's a good thing math wasn't my best subject. Today, I visit classrooms and share my story. I talk to kids about dealing with life's struggles. I tell them, with a little help and a lot of work that you can overcome any challenge. DAV helps veterans like Adam get the benefits they've earned. They help more than a million veterans every year in life-changing ways. I know that some struggles are big and some are small, but they're all struggles and you have to learn to get through them. With support from DAV, more veterans like me can live their best life. And as a new father, I have one more reason to keep on keeping on. My victory is being there for the next generation. Adam Alexander, may your victories inspire many more. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. At the top of the hour, we'll keep on top of the news. It's the most important thing we can do. On today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Back with Jam for Freedom's Campbell McLaughlin. Not related to John McLaughlin. I like that you referenced John McLaughlin. Not a lot of people know who he is uh you know well in the mainstream anyway us jazzers us guitar nerds know who he is uh, were you always like uh 
into that kind of like the real muso musicians type like the music the guitarist guitarist john mclaughlin and al demiola and those guys yeah yeah um i just tried to study the best drummers and then the best drummers were sometimes playing with with tony um billy cobham and you know those jazzy guys i mean i, I would go to jam nights in london and i would just be like the youngest guy in the room and i'd just be like get on stage and i just was just learn all the jazz tunes in my in my shed and the fusion songs and i would just it was just such a buzz because it's such a it's a, such a tough music and it really is just like oh i just love jazz and and you know john mclaughlin he's he's, he's brilliant i want to meet him i want to meet him and be like yo let's make a band <laughs> the mclaughlins yeah he's great so what's the what's the difference do you think i mean in the in the in the small venue music business in london now i i think venues are having a harder time you know getting people to come i think there's been sort of a a negative effect of the lockdowns in the whole entertainment industry i think people are having a harder time filling rooms i mean have you noticed do you go to london clubs do you check out what venues are doing and who's showing up and the buzz of music i mean what do you think the role of music is in you know modern london culture compared to say five years ago yeah i think um i don't think it's as exciting um the cost of living i mean london is just ridiculously expensive to live in so you know you've got to have a really good job that requires a lot of your time um to, to kind of be able to afford living there i mean when i was living in london i was living in the cheapest house the cheapest room you know the kitchen was a total mess always guy was smoking weed in his room next door to me it was it was in um, east london poplar and it was super cheap and I could go to gigs and I could play in London. I could jump on a bus, take a taxi. I was working in a call centre. Um, so if, you know, if you're willing to kind of struggle in that way, then then you can can still have a great time in London and, and enjoy, enjoy it. But I think for most people, it's just too expensive. And I think with that, it just bring it, you know, you lose the creativity, you lose the risk, you know, if, if things are too expensive, you know, you can't take that risk to, you know, work part time and, and play gigs or or quit and, and just do gigs. So I think it's I think that the artists are there's a lot less. I mean, I think you can see there's a lot less exciting artists nowadays. And I think it's also kind of got a bit swamped with kind of like deep hedonistic, really kind of like dark music that is like rapping about so much weird stuff and it's influencing and degrading culture and humanity and i think that that is is not productive and i don't think people want to go and watch live gigs really of a, of a rapper talking about this and that kind of rubbish or even a singer talking about you know too much depressing music and it's like we need more empowering positive music and i mean culture's changing so who knows who knows what the future will be for london you know, it's funny. I, you just asked me about my Akron show recently at Thanksgiving and being with my parents who are both now 80. And 
I was writing a new song, um, kind of missing my daughter she, who wasn't with me. And it was sort of sad. And it was a nice song. It's a beautiful song, actually. But I was playing it in, in the same room with my dad there, you know, and he was like, you should write uh, a pos positive songs. You should. <laughs> and it's, it's such a, I just, you know, it's so funny because with age, like when I would be younger and he would say something like that, I would get defensive. Like, you know, like, what do you mean? This song is amazing. Like, but this time I listened to him. I was like, you know what? He's right. And what you just said resonated on that same level. You, And it makes me think like, yeah, people, you know, humanity hasn't stayed stagnant over what's happened to us in the last few years this has been a major evolution in our consciousness like we have we have blossomed and so the darkness is coming at us in this extreme way right now like with what we're seeing in israel palestine and beyond it, it's so dark and and yet at the same time i feel like what you're saying is people don't want to hear negative uh trashy sentiments and songs anymore i think that might be true i think people need um spiritual nutrition in their music now and and they need uh leaders yeah. who aren't afraid to I, I guess give uplifting messages that are actually sincere and sort of from the heart of god in a way yeah i totally agree i mean what really inspired me was was having my daughter i was just singing i think you said the same but just singing songs to for her and then making songs up and just you know that positive energy of creating a beautiful human being and taking them into the world and then that inspires you to want to make music and perhaps you know what we might see is that you know a lot of people are not having children um or they're like they don't want to have kids because of climate change you know and that you know, we need children because a lot of the most beautiful songs are kind of, you know, inspired by, you know, like nursery rhymes and lullabies and, um, you know, and children are such a joy that, that to me, that is, that's, that has totally changed my life and how I think about music now totally changed it. I'm just, my songs are just so much more positivity to them. Um, you know, so so that's that's perhaps is another thing about London is a lot of people in London nowadays are not having children. They're scared of having children. They're too busy. They're too scared. You know, they're, maybe they're a bit selfish, a bit kind of, you know, it's all about me and they want to wait, you know, to have kids later. Or I don't know. I mean, everyone's different, but I feel that a culture that maybe has children younger or is more determined to have children and have like a family life kind of thing i feel that that is more prosperous for creativity and just life i think it makes a better society so that i think you'll see is happening across the world and yeah i just that's my that's my new understanding of things i'm sure you you have the same yeah you know it's a trip man because there's this new thing dink have you seen that on social media dual income no kids 
<laughs> like people bragging about the fact that hey we can take a vacation anytime we want because we're dinks you know it's like a it's like a trend it's encouraging people and i saw this one influencer talking about it. he's like you know his name what's his name alex becker he, as somebody i follow on twitter who's a crypto guy but he also does jujitsu and he's a, a very motivational guy it seems like you know pretty tuned in but he was talking about how i don't want kids that takes away like 18 years of of a crazy you know commitment you know time waster basically when i could be achieving stuff and he's in his mid-30s and i was just like thinking yeah i used to think that exact same way when i was in my mid-30s you know and now that i'm you know early 50s i'm just like yeah i still want to achieve stuff but achieving stuff is great but life is more than that and kids introduce yeah. you to something that's that's hard to quantify it's like yes it you know i spend you know many days just hanging out with my two-year-old for like 12 hours straight mm -hmm. and you know that has its ups and downs <laughs> hanging out with a two-year-old isn't always totally fun that's true mm -hmm. But it is magical many, many, many times. And, you know, the other times, it's just a life experience, you know? Like, I think of all the life experiences I've had. I've had, you know, many years of just me, me, me pursuing music. I'm making an album. What I'm doing is the most important thing in the world. And that's great. You know, that's how you do achieve great things. That's how you do make great albums and stuff like that. But... I don't know. I think when I look back over the course of my whole life, if it was all just that, it would feel a little empty. I think, I think like having, you know, period of, of being with a toddler all the time and, and hanging out. Like, I think I will look back on that and be like, wow, that was magical. It already is because she's already a little over two and I'm looking back at like when she was a year and going like, wow, that was amazing. And that'll never happen again you know so you have to enjoy every moment you have to really be present it's it's important to be present and that's really the work is being observing of the moment that you're in and not letting thoughts steal the moment from you i mean how do you do that i mean are you aware of that as a new father yeah i've had the same advice enjoy every moment and it is tough so we just try and take it minute by minute um but yeah it's just such a blessing and yeah i just think you know when i you know i mean when i was young i didn't think about having kids i thought you know i will i will eventually have to have children i just felt i would but um i think it gives you like a sense of responsibility and it gives you something to work for and you know and and support that that child you know for life and i think that that is the biggest kick up the butt you can you can really have and if if you're you know if you're ready for it then it will inspire you and encourage you and build you as a person and it's such a fruitful experience um and it is so beautiful and you know i'm just always thinking about you know my little baby and, and how i can help her um and i mean really i think what drives me is is when i studied my ancestry and i studied great people in history and i just thought you know they were pioneers in certain areas and I want to copy that kind of energy, that pioneer energy. 
And so when you have children as well, you're paying homage and respect to your ancestors as well, because it's like, you guys were good enough to make me and my father and my grandfather and et cetera, et cetera, and build that that family. And I'm going to pay you the respects and build my family in your honor as well. And so there's that kind of that deeper, deeper message of behind it that, that I think is important to have children. I know some people can't or they really don't want to. And I totally respect that. But that's how I feel. And that's inspired me. So that's just all I can say about it. Do you think there's an agenda from this from the elites? I mean, I don't know if you watched Alex Jones's interview with Tucker Carlson, and they were talking about how you know it, it's a lot of what's going on in the world is meant to disenfranchise us, is meant to break us, so that we're just unable to really fight for the the depth of freedom that is innate in our spirits. Like they want us eating insects, they want us in smart cities. They want us broken. They want us to think that nothing means anything and there are no rules and do as thou wilt is the whole of the law, all that kind of stuff. I mean, I, I guess you could call it Satanism on some level, but I mean, how much are you tuned into that and in, in how much is are you motivated by that with Jam for Freedom in terms of do you feel like you're fighting this sort of elite agenda? Uh, well, absolutely. When I started Jam for Freedom, when I made the call out to all the musicians, did a video thing, on, put it on social media, I was wearing my cross, you know, my Celtic cross, because I'm inspired by the message of Jesus. I'm inspired by that rebel attitude that, you know, do or die, you know, I will not be your slave. Um, that kind of attitude is 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 the core of what Jam for Freedom is and how it kicked off. And you know, naturally, the people that were trying to that were persecuting Jesus and and you know his disciples were the same people that were perse persecuting Socrates and you know persecuting my ancestors, uh, my Germanic ancestors, my my uh, ancestors in Scandinavia. They were all being uh, persecuted for for their belief that they should be free to to think how they want to think and be healthy and take 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 care of their family and then even if you go to recent history you know in england taxation is theft and taxation was started to fund foreign wars before before england was acquired as part of the angevin empire which had land in france and, and spain and i think italy as well before that there was no taxation in england so the taxation was used to fund wars in France. And you had people in the north of England, especially in Cornwall and places like that, that were like, we are not paying you a penny because that money, that bread is for our family and for our children. We are not giving you money for your foreign wars. And the same thing is happening again. It's just a circle of life and we need to stand up to it, you know, in, in, the, in the ways that we can. Um, you know, there's the story of the, the Yorkshire Rebellion, the guys that came down from the north of England. They went down to London. They said, we've had it with all these taxes. We, you know, we want to take the castle. We want to rule England now. And it, and it didn't go pretty because they basically all got slaughtered. So there's a level of intelligence and not intelligence, but we should be rebellious, but we should be careful. Like for me, I got arrested by the, by the police when I was jamming in a park in 2021. And... I just said, okay, fine. I respect, I respect the law. 
let's let's just whatever let's do it and i just chatted to them in the van and i was just totally peaceful you know and some people they want to shout at the police and they want to resist arrest and mob them and swear at them and attack them and it's just like there's some things that you just shouldn't do you know you can rebel in in other ways um so that rebel spirit is kind of gone on a bit of a tangent with that answer but that rebel spirit we should we should keep it going and and like Jesus did and like Socrates and our ancestors in Ireland and England and Scandinavia and Germany, they all resisted tyranny from all, all, always, every generation had to deal with it. So let's keep it going and just stay healthy. You know, we don't have to be at war all the time. We can take a break. We don't need to be reading all this negative news. I don't even really use social media at all because I just, it damages me mentally I, I believe it stresses me out so there's some things we should we should be doing to protect our health and staying strong in different ways like you do the boxing you know i do martial arts too it, that gives me confidence that is rebellious in itself because it's making you stronger whatever makes you stronger is an act of rebellion so stay strong build your muscles learn how to plant some crazy elbows and all that takedowns you know all that's all that stuff man get strong that is what rebels do it's true <laughs> and you're bringing up the you know you know jesus and socrates did socrates get killed i think so didn't he have to drink poison he, or something he didn't like that? want to or leave was... he didn't want to leave greece or athens um they said just go to macedonia because we don't want to kill you and he went no i will stay here and then they went okay we'll give you a few months surely you're just going to go to macedonia and then they went then he didn't and then they executed him so he was quite similar to jesus and you know that was a similar time a similar people so there's a lot of you know greats in history i mean he was a had a beard and he was all messy and stuff and um <laughs> but he just he just he just he was a great teacher you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> he just didn't care. What do you think that is about human nature? I mean, and then I'll, I guess it, I, it makes me think of two questions. What do you? Why do you think human nature is so terrified of the champions of freedom? And how far do you think you would be willing to go? I mean, because yeah. it's one thing to like jam in a park. It's it's one thing to make a festival, and these are all huge achievements, man. But there could be a time when it like you you mentioned we have to stay smart and stay strong and and be able to continue to resist but the battle could get darker than that it could get uh you know more dangerous you could start seeing more i mean siaka massaqua who's a regular on this show just got a, you know taken in by the feds for january 6th and he's like one of the nicest guys I've ever met. I mean, he's, you know, gentle, gentle soul. And, you know, he he didn't storm the Capitol, but he was there. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, so that I, I think of that, and I think of Siaka, what he's going through. And we're going to have him on soon to talk about it. But, you know, it's wild. It, like, it could get real dark. I mean, have you thought of that? And what would be your limit? would you die for freedom or would you at one point back away and sort of just try to disappear into the countryside and raise your family quietly if if possible that that is what i would prefer to do i mean <laughs> there's this the stress of that kind of i mean even you look at the police and the army and these guys are having post-traumatic depression and they are just 
you know some of them are really angry and they hate their jobs and they're you know it's a it's a tough job you know and a lot of a lot of the time they do you know they do protect us and you know obviously there's totally other other things but the the bad stuff that happens but you know what what can you do really i think you've got to pick your battles and see what what suits you but i mean the point i'm making is you can fight and fight and fight but i mean look at the veterans on the streets in america and england i mean you could we could end up like that with this level of dedication to fighting something try to build try to build yourself you know if you're angry take it out on the boxing bag you know you know uh take it out on that piece of wood chop some firewood up you know we have to just learn to just channel our anger and take care of our families and i mean that's this is an evolving idea i'm i'm young i don't really know you know what's going to happen in the future but i want to know that i'm healthy and my family is healthy and um you know i mean i don't really know what to say man but if you think that you want to go down a certain route then maybe that's your no. destiny no 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 i don't want to go down that route either man i want to live long and healthy and have fun I, you know it mm. seems like there's some people that are tapped in and connected with god are able to enjoy life in its simple beauty they they want their needs met they want they want a family they want laughs with friends you know they want a vacation here and there and they want to enjoy their life but there are people who are totally detached from that side and the money all the money in the world doesn't fill it they need something more than that they need control and it, it perverts itself into into darkness really because there's you know good versus evil and it's playing out in the human mind but man you said so many good things campbell i appreciate you coming on it was really fun talking to you um yeah man tell people where to find you real quick got about 30 seconds thank you um god bless go to jamforfreedom.com and you can see tons of music musicians that have stood for freedom you can sign up to our mailing list and you can get first dibs on tickets for our events. Loads of our events are for free. Most of them are for free. Um, so there's loads to do, loads to get involved with. You can even submit your music. We'll put it on our website. Um, All right. And I'm going to cut yeah. you off. <laughs> Got to cut you off, dude. Thank Much you. God love, bless. Bro. Thank you. God bless. I'll talk to you soon. Have fun with your baby. Keep listening, everybody.